Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Earth Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Tony Trujillo, here with my buddy Austin Rawlson. And tonight, we have a special guest, bum, Mr. Bum, Cody bum. Flesher. <laughs> Cody, Hello. how's it going, buddy? Excellent. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being cool. aboard, man. We really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> let's get right down to it, actually. So, our guest is here tonight because we would like to discuss a movement. Um, I'm going to let him take the floor here, though. Uh, basically, we're going to be discussing uh, the, the possibilities of a revival or uh, a remake, if you will, of a very popular show from 2008. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Cody, let's go ahead and fill them in. Sweet. 2008, the works of the late Terry, the Sword of Truth series, were adapted into a TV series called Legend of the Seeker. It ran for two seasons and was tragically canceled when the uh, distribution company went under. Uh, Our fans sought diligently to resurrect the show by finding a new home for it, but were unable to do so. And so now we're coming back with a vengeance 10 years later in order to create a movie campaign. Right, right. And I, I saw that. So <clears throat> the the first question I had for you was actually already answered in the article that I had read. Uh, basically, it was why now. But ultimately, what I want to know is, um, do you think it would stand a chance in today's Hollywood market, I guess, if you will, because uh, as we've seen with a lot of revivals or whatever you want to call them, whether they're spinoffs, prequels, there seems to be a disinterest in a lot of stuff that's been remade. I mean, do you think it would um, do you think it would hold anybody's attention, especially now that we have a growing audience that's more, I guess, disenfranchised in a sense to a lot of the stuff prior to what we have now? I can understand that uh, mentality. I find myself also thinking, uh, remakes. Hmm. But uh, to answer the question, um, I think that if this series were to have followed the books more closely, it could have been Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. Um, And as a revival, it quite possible may not work these days, which is why we're approaching it. From uh, hold on one second. Sure, sure. Did we lose him? No, 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 no. He's still here. My, my, uh, <laughs> my connection cut out. Um, okay, no, I, I get what you're saying, especially because uh, I think that right now. It would probably be best because of the fact that we have streaming services, which seems to be at least what we're seeing. It's proven to be a better market for spinoffs, sequels, remakes, reboots. Right. That's right. kind of where things are going now, which for me is it's a it's kind of sad. I'm a big movie theater person, and I, I do like TV shows too, but I don't like that everything is going to streaming services. But because it is, this would probably be a perfect time for it. Sure. I understand that you're you're skipping a part of the experience, the experiencing right. it with with people around you, <laughs> and of course, you know the past year's been rough on that. But uh, streaming services, you kind of miss that uh, facet of the experience. So, um, 
I think the biggest question, and it's not a nice question or an easy question, but it's it's the like since the shows got canceled, there has been tons of groups vowing to revive this show or and every single time it fails. Like it seems like it seems like once a year there's another group that comes up with an idea to reboot this um, franchise or reboot this um, show as a movie or a TV show or whatever. And then it fails. What makes your guys's group any different than the subsequent failures of what you've seen in the past and other groups like yours? <laughs> the funny thing is we were that group. <laughs> we've done, we've done it all. It's all been this group of about 5,000 people. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, we've we've done letter campaigns. We've done uh, trying to break Guinness Book of World Records. We've uh, written to the production companies, the um, the distribution companies. Uh, actually, I fronted that for a bit, and the uh, one of the company was like, uh, "Since you seem to be the." Ringleader, please stop emailing us. <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, all right. I'm not, but sure, I'll tell them. <laughs> um, but then, one part, go ahead, so, Austin. Sorry, buddy. So, so again, like, what? So this is the same group making same effort this whole time. Uh, what makes you think that this year? is going to be, or this year or, the, or recently, soon, is going to actually be the year that something's happened. How can you, as a, you personally, as well as a group, assure people as they begin to put time and effort into this, um, the people who are afraid that maybe that is going to end up being somewhat of a waste of time, how are you calming those kind of questions you're getting when people questioning whether it's worth it at this point and um sure sure is it a good is this a good place to be putting their energy uh, well um in that case uh, we definitely have looked to the uh rabid firefly fan base and their uh continual pursuits but um there has really been a changing of the guard with this group you've had the the major stalwarts and then the people that have lost hope in the cause have rotated out. I mean, they've pretty much given up, but in the 10 years, we've been able to bring new people, introduce them to the show and bring them into the cause of maybe there being a possibility. And so we've had this boost of renewed uh, energy into the movement. So well, it is, it is know, a, there, there's no way we can promise anything, but we have new people and uh, new <clears throat> new hope. <laughs> well, there is a big fan base, too. So I do remember the show when it came out. I was actually right around the time I was in high school. I did see a couple episodes. I don't remember much from it, but there is a very, very big fan base for it. And I know that there's and they're like there's got to be a lot of books. I don't quite remember, but I know this is a huge series of books. That much right, I do know, because right. that's what grabbed my attention when I saw the article exactly. right away. Yeah, I was like, okay, I've heard of this before. I remember some of this. But um, 
I, I get so where Austin's coming from. I do get that because that's a big thing is um like for investors, for example, what about it could be worth it to them. But that's where I think that um, if you did something that obviously is more faithful to the books, because, you know, there there is a big fan base for everything. I mean, even movies sure. that people, you know, people don't like a lot of movies where there's big fan bases and it's the fans keeping it alive. So streaming services are definitely probably the best place for them. Right. Um, right. But that being said, I, I do got to ask, um, I don't quite recall why it was canceled. Um, I read a, a little bit on it, something to do with the fact that the, the company that had pr- uh, produced it went bankrupt. I don't know how accurate that information is, but could you kind of explain a little bit why That's, exactly it was not renewed? That is exactly what happened. Tribune, um, yeah, distribute, I, I don't know the exact title of the company, but they ended up going bankrupt and so uh at the time terry goodkind had you know obviously sold the rights to abc abc kind of lackadaisically tried to shop it around and couldn't find a ready buyer for it and so they just put it in the vault and locked it up right and it went through that uh the popular phase uh or the development hell title i guess is what you call it right because i have heard in the past little sparks here and there of the possibilities of a revival, even bringing back some of the original cast, which exactly, you know, there's a lot of that, but the problem is, is that's all he said. She said with anything. And in any mm-hmm. case, it's always how it is. So it's, but, um, okay. So that covers that ground. Cause I, like I said, I read up on it and I was always curious as to why we didn't get that. And that makes sense. Unfortunately, especially in this day and age, a lot of shows, uh, movies, they, a lot of them get canceled for the littlest things, and that happens to right. one of them, which, which is unfair because if you look at the numbers, it did, it did uh, perform pretty well. It did, reviews, you know, it did reasonably well. Uh, right. It wasn't a million viewers a week. Yeah. Well, right, and it, I wouldn't go as far as saying it was a waste of money because it did what it was supposed to do. It's just unfortunately because of the company itself, it goes under, and then unfortunately, exactly. yeah, and then it suffers, which. Is very unfair in my opinion. It doesn't give you the yeah, closure, of course. But um, now I'll... that's that's another thing. Um, apparently, it was really expensive to produce. It was, uh, right. I think, I read a, a million dollars an episode. So uh, uh, I read one article where it was like, yeah, it took about ten thousand dollars to fly uh, a helicopter, you know, so far on the set. And <laughs> okay. Right. No, it, and it's Super very expensive. expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. In terms of a TV show, too, especially at that time, because look how much uh, money, like budget has changed compared to, you know, now and then. Like, oh, yeah. Now, a um, an independent film is something that's made off of a budget of like, I think it's between six and 15 million. But even before true. then, it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's that's a strain. Yeah. Like before that, that's different. I mean, now. It seems like a lot, but it in comparison to back then, it's a completely different story. But yeah, millions is still it's quite a bit, oh, especially yeah. to put into a TV show. But um, Austin, actually, you go ahead. I keep I keep droning on. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you? Because ABC, the owner of the of the release structure would be the would be Disney. So right. is 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 this an effort to do a? 
that'll do. To do a Disney Plus release, is that something that you guys could considered? Because I, I could, looking at through some of the things that you've mentioned about creating a movie, do you think there would be more interest in maybe a shorter um, Disney Plus series, much like they're doing with some of the least, the less um, exciting, more heavy punch like MCU characters? Right, right. No, that makes perfect sense. That is that is a viable venue. And, um, you know, like you said, it would be a shorter miniseries, but it, it would be the possibility to give the fans some closure, at least. Like, they, uh, you know, if they tried with Firefly. So this seems like a far-fetched question, but just off of your, um, off of your own personal taste, if you had control of it, you know, uh, say it was something you had a say in, mm-hmm. is this something that you would want to create a trilogy out of? I mean, is this more of a we want a one-and-done film with closure, or we would like the possibilities of reviving it and bringing a whole franchise back? I think at this point it's it's more for closure. Um with the way the second season ended, it was so rushed. There's a lot of shoehorn in. There's a lot of um uh you know strings to tie up. And uh just to finish up some of that in the storyline and plot, uh it it would be welcome. That'll do. Austin, sorry. Austin, you cut out. What'd you say? There, can you hear me now? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I thought I had my mic mute. I was hollering at somebody. Uh, Okay. I was like a bag of ice. Okay. (laughs) But, um, try. But, okay. No, I, I see what you're saying. But how does, um, so when I'm looking at it, it's talking about, you know, the potential idea of it being remade. Yeah, in, in your terms, what are you guys looking for exactly? Do you want a remake, a reboot, a revival, or a spinoff, or maybe even just a sequel? Um, we, we were looking into a revival at the beginning. Um, obviously, looking now, the original cast is... It probably aged out, you know, they're on to different projects and whatnot. They may not be interested, although uh, we have seen uh, interviews with the actors individually uh, where they said if they were presented with the opportunity, they would pick it back up. But um, I think at this point, we would be more looking for a reboot, uh, you know, maybe trying to bring in some of that so differently than they were in the TV show. Maybe you could bring some of them as well as uh, fans of the actual TVs. Right, kind of like a um, so Star Wars did it with it. It's like a a passing of the torch kind of deal when they exactly the, right, which you see a lot of, and it's proven to be pretty successful actually, especially if it is something that could potentially be a revival of a franchise. I mean, let's be honest, no studio goes in and tries to make a crappy movie or a crappy series sometimes it happens but they get something that's like a gem and a lot of the times it seems like they don't know what to do with it except for pump more into it so they can make more money out of it but even so but even so you know it's it's potential it means there could be more right right and uh you have to mine that gem a little bit to to find that 
little bit of extra. Which it's to me, it's rough because they do a lot of that, and I think the problem is is they don't hire. And this is my opinion, of course, but the the problem with these is when you get something like that, especially if it's a franchise revival or something that brings attention back and people want more. For some reason, these studios end up bringing people along that don't have any interest in putting any heart and soul into it. And we see that a lot with movies like Austin and I are big Star Wars fans, but I will I will admit I feel the newest franchise was purely based on making more money after the first two (laughs) from everything forward. I was just like, I can tell they're trying to make more money, but for what it's worth, it's still interesting. Um, It's what you got after uh, Luke has sold the series. All of a sudden he lost creative control and it went right. Completely different direction than probably he would have taken it. Right. And that's what's scary. The fact that Kathleen Kennedy can get breast cancer. I wouldn't be too upset. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. Austin has a very, um, he has he does not like Kathleen Kennedy. I noticed. Uh, <laughs> uh, he so without getting too <laughs> off topic. By the Great Girth podcast, are not endorsed by this man's group. <laughs> this man's group because I said I want to cut off Kathleen Kennedy's. <laughs> yeah. He well, said it um, about us. <laughs> my my biggest fear would be for something like this is you get it done, it gets done the right way, and then yeah, you have somebody that takes over, and then it spirals out of control. So that being said, uh, one question I do have, and this is kind of like a fanboy question. If you could pick anybody that could write and direct this, who would you pick? And it doesn't have to be a famous big wig writer or director. It could be anybody. Man, the, the first person that popped into my mind is Bruce Spence. The guy that played the, the wizard. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, for you know, for some reason, I was just like he, his acting gives me a sense into his mind, and I'm like, he would have fun with it. Well, I did look up some interviews with him actually, and yeah, he he does have an an enthusiasm. It's kind of like a love. He does have an interest for it. I'm sure if the money's right, it could go that way. But it's interesting you say that, yes, because I was looking it up, and he happens to be one of the actors that does like what he's doing with the show or did. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's right. he's not just a high a high paid person or whatever you you know, whatever you'll call it, but it seems like he does like it. So yeah, that is a it's a good turn in that direction. Um I would be afraid if they hired somebody that had no idea what the power they had. I mean uh I'm very yeah. anti Michael Bay. Record of taking uh beloved franchises and killing them, so yeah, well, I'm not Shyamalan will butcher it. He makes good horror films, but that's about it. <laughs> um, it would be a film if he did it. What about a director? Who do you think could pull this off? Oh, man, I I thought that uh, uh, Raimi did perfect. I mean, he with with him doing Xena, he kind of knows that genre. Right. No, I 100% agree. I love Sam Raimi. Um I don't necessarily like his slapstick horror films, which everybody's going to hate me saying, but I'm not huge on the <laughs> Evil Dead stuff. And I love horror yeah, films. I'm, I'm just not big on those. He's for me. Right, he's more right. of the he's the big Spider-Man director, and he actually tells good stories. I love Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi to me is Spider-Man. Exactly. Well, he's, no which is awesome, though. It's perfect if you think about it. If they gave him that, I think it would feel more homegrown in a sense. Uh, 
It'd be yep. more for the fans, not just a big budget film. It would be big budget. That's exactly it. And and you know, it's it's his baby. to treat it. <laughs> right, right. Awesome, buddy. Your turn. Before I keep talking over you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Austin. Well, quickly, if you could give a rundown to someone who hasn't seen the show. So now we're into uh, people who have, like, I have seen some of it, but I have not seen nearly most, nearly all of it. And right, right. There's a, quite a lot of people now, especially since it's been quite a long time since it's, it was canceled. Oh, yeah. You give a quick, brief synopsis to people about what the show is about and give it kind of a modern day comparison. What is it kind of like? Okay. So you've got the evil drug Lord, the the good guy that's going up him. So Harrison Ford is trying to defeat the evil drug Lord. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And we, Okay, Princess Leia. There we <laughs> go. The yeah, sidekick. and and the uh, um um uh, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Luke Skywalker is the main character, so obviously there you go. <laughs> okay, yeah. And so it's like, them trying to fight. This his... is the kind of hand I can get behind. That's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the drug that they're after. I guess in the second season is the uh, the crack crystal. Now, <clears throat> so uh, I already forgot. Um, oh, okay, here we go. I'm I've heard a lot of people. Oh, I've heard a lot of people compare it to um, Game of Thrones in a sense. Would you say that's a, a, anywhere near accurate? Well, like I said, if if it had been more along the lines of the books, from what I've heard. I've listened to the first one on audiobook, so you know I'm no real uh, expert on on the text themselves. But um, it, from what I've heard, if you included some of the darker part, it would be closer to Game of Thrones, and it might have been Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. Right, which um, actually leads me to a good question. So I didn't look For at. Jo- Quickly, to that really quick, Tony. Go ahead. On a scale, on a scale from um, Joe Rogan to Sweet Home Alabama, what level of incest is in this bug? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Well, compared, to- <laughs> compared to Game of Thrones, yes. <laughs> compared to Game of Thrones, uh, you're you're probably more along the. Uh, Four or three, maybe. <laughs> but it definitely ain't Sweet Home Alabama. Perfect. I mean, a, a good song and all, but... Sweet Home Alabama. All I can think of the TikTok guy. With right, the, right. With the bottle. Oh, you know what? Um, Actually, here's a good question. So I've been curious. If this is something that has to have a, a rating to reach out to a certain group of people, is PG-13 or rated R the best rating which which direction do you think they would they should go in okay so for for a revival or whatever yeah uh, um 
I I would push it more towards the uh, the the R rating. Right. It was a right. it was a TV fourteen, but who yeah. knows exactly what that is in MPAA? Well, terms. right, especially because um, from what I looked at, the board the the books are a little more graphic. So essentially, it's kind of like a Jurassic Park, for example. The books were meant to be violent, gory, more. Um, I guess more realistic to an adult world. And that's what they were mm-hmm. saying the books were. Whereas the show, you get something that's more for like, it's family oriented in a sure. sense, which it makes was, sense because they want to make more Disney money. Family. It yeah. Was on, they, I'm sorry. It was on ABC family. So, you know, right. And it, it's to reach a wider audience. I completely understand right. that, but yeah, for no, something like, I'm like this, it should be right. For something like this, I think it yeah, definitely should be a little more, on the R rate, it well, doesn't have again, to be graphic, but you know. No, no. Well, then get in touch. Who needs realism when you've got family? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Uh, yeah, we're we're done with that. No, we're, um, see, that's a that's a protest I can get behind. Let's stop <laughs> making those movies. <laughs> like they should have, <laughs> they should have stopped a while ago. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Austin, uh, I'll let you ask the final question. Okay. The final question is, if people are picking up what you're laying down and are feeling the same, they they want to be involved, where can they find you? Where can they reach out to the group? How do you need help? And what can people like that do? Okay. If you want to find find us our group is on facebook it's called bring back legend of this if you want to help us out tell your friends go find still streaming on abc abc.com yeah and you can search for it it's it's one of the streaming shows share okay. it with your friends and family and uh, uh have fun with it just let people know about it Okay, and you said it's called Bring Back the Seeker, correct? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, I was just curious because I, I know that they named the movements um, Save the Seeker. Uh, that was something I looked That's at. That's right. Say, that was the original. Right. I didn't See, I didn't realize how big the movement was until I looked at that. But it made sense when I read into it. I was like, yeah, the show didn't get a proper ending, and that's always frustrating. There it is, Bring Back the Legend of the Seeker. Perfect. For those of you that don't know, check it out. It is a Facebook group. And who knows, the more people, the better, because as we've seen in recent times, when enough people get together, and I guess the best way to put this is protest this, they get what they want. That was the case with Zack Snyder Cut, which was awesome. I mean, we just need more voices. (laughs) Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. uh, The more, the merrier. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that they do see that, and they realize it is something we could invest into. If there's enough people that want it, that's already enough money right there. Whether they like it or not, regardless, that's it's a worthy investment for them. And who knows, it can blow up and be something big too. Exactly. Um, I believe that is all the time we got, unless oh, that's... unless you'd like to stick that's... around. So <laughs> usually our shows are about an hour. Um, the show we have you on specifically yeah. is our... Our secondary show, which it gets very political, just as a warning. <laughs> no worries. But, um, no worries. But you are more than welcome to stick around for it if you'd like. Uh, 
usually we just talk about current events. Austin goes on tantrums, and I just laugh the whole time because it's, <laughs> it's funny to see him get really worked up. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. Austin, let's um <clears throat> let's just discuss something that's uh. So here's the thing. I'm not very smart with this. We have been spending time talking about the Olympics and um, specifically, I always forget her name, Simone, the one that everyone is. Simone Biles. Yeah, Simone Biles. Right. So, of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, in relation to that, I'm, I'm assuming you've heard the news that the women's soccer had lost to Canada. Yes. I'm so, and I, the, I the cover for photo for that is Megan Rapinoe crying her eyes out. Someone get Ben Shapiro's Tumblr because it's definitely going to be filled with Megan Rapinoe's tears because <laughs> Megan Rapinoe <laughs> is a horrible human good being. Uh, wow. Uh, good connection, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's here's the... Okay, so whether you like her or not, I, I did see something on Facebook, which is where you know people love to argue. Uh, somebody said, wow, it looks like... Or let me let me say it the correct way. How they had worded it in the comment section was, it's almost as if we should have spent more time on the game and less time on the activism. Which, again, if you like her or not, it, it's kind of true. It does. It it, do we, do it stings a little bit. Nike sit at home. Or the president of a guy who's in charge of like securing um, sponsorships for Nike. We made a mistake. She's not good at <laughs> soccer. Oh. <laughs> That would be my That would be my instant issue Don't panic I am because I'm going to lose my job I'm going to lose my job See that would be my instant issue Is that there are sponsors Subway was one of them We had mentioned that in our past episodes I wonder how that reflects On her I mean if I'm the sponsor Regardless if she's on the If she's basically the cover Of that magazine or she is the spokesperson Currently, for that food, restaurant, drink, whatever you want to call it, it sounds like they're making some killer money off of it. But I'm assuming that this unfortunate news for them does mean losing money as well. I could be wrong, but that's just kind of how I would I'd run it as a business. Is what it's how they should do it, but you know how that goes. But yes, yeah. I would be I'd be concerned a little bit because now we have to figure out how to cover the fact that the person we invested so much in, in a way, didn't quite make the mark. <laughs> they didn't know the subway. Well, right, like the subway is that's the biggest one. That's at least that's as far as I know that was the biggest um sponsor for um God, what's her name again Austin? I always forget. I'm going to call her something else and I'll regret it. <laughs> he bounced. <laughs> right, he was like, "You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and leave this conversation because I know exactly where it's heading." Um for those of you that are listening, uh, or at least uh, our returning audience, you guys are fully aware that from time to time, Austin has a very busy job. So he comes and goes. Um, so you'll get a lot of that. And right now he is driving. Austin, are you coming back from Nebraska? No, 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 no. Thank God. I got off. I, I had a meeting go over. So I was driving home and then um, I had to leave because for some reason I could not hear either of you. I, I could just like tell you guys were talking and couldn't hear a thing. He's like, well, I'm not in this conversation, so I'm out of here. <laughs> um, well, you know, well, hey, since we're on the subject of movies, actually, Cody, let's get to know you a little bit. Besides 
what we were talking about. What kind of um, let's start with this. What type of movies don't interest you? Nobody ever asks that. They always ask what movies you like, but they never ask what movies you don't like. Right, right. Well, I mean, the first thing that pops in my head is <laughs> I'm not a particular fan of comedy. So, like, but more along the lines of television comedies that have a laugh track. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's, it gets me. I, I'm just like, if you Brent, have to laugh to tell me when to laugh, it, yes, it's right. not funny. I, I fully endorse that. <laughs> but let's let's use why we have a third person here to continue to shame Tony about his horrible um his horrible taste in film. Um, oh, here we go with the DC Marvel shit again. Which universe has better films, the Marvel universe or the DC extended universe? Neither. <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets I I really been too deep. I mean, I am a fan of Iron Man. I, I love portrayal, but beyond that, I've I've kind of picked up a few of the the movies, but I don't really. I'm like Iron Man and Captain America, the, the two that I really like, and that's about it. <laughs> well, I'll admit uh, this. To... <laughs> nah, uh... I'll I'll admit this. Marvel obviously does have the better movies, box office-wise, budget-wise. I've always been more of a DC guy just because... um, So here's the thing. Full disclosure, I have not seen every single Marvel film. Of course. There's too many of them. It's overwhelming, and as a comic book fan, a lot of them don't necessarily follow the source material. But I understand why, because what they do is they have to make it appeal to a wider audience. So they take multiple sources... And kind of blend them together and do their own story, which is completely fine. I'm not right. crapping on it. It's just I have a hard time following it. And that goes for DC as well because I'm getting tired of origin stories. I've gotten tired of constant Batman movies and constant Iron Man movies. But I do love Iron Man. The first one came out. It was 2008 was the greatest summer of my life. We had Dark Knight and then we had Iron Man. Those That was awesome. But now it's... um. For me, it's repetitive. Austin is a giant fanboy of all things Marvel, and he gives me crap all the time because I'm not necessarily anti-Marvel. I just I'm very picky. So I'm the guy that I love X-Men. I love Daredevil. I love all the stuff that's really not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as of yet. Oh, man, there you got me. I forgot all about that. Uh, the Daredevil the Netflix series. Oh my god. Absolutely. Goodness. It's amazing. I mean, they are putting Oh, that was fantastic. They're they're putting him in the MCU as well. And same with the Punisher, which I love those series. I'm I'm going to watch whatever they do because of those, but my thing is I just I couldn't get into them because there were so many of them and I couldn't keep up and as as the years have gone on, I have lost a, quite a big interest in uh, comic book films all around. Me and Austin are different in the sense that he loves a lot of the humorous, uh, co- comical, colorful, action-packed uh, dramas, I guess you can say. So kind of like the you know Civil War movie and the Spider-Man movies, whereas I've always been into right. the darker, the really dark, gritty films like uh, I love Sin City, I love Watchmen, or I love the Blade movies, things like that. That's where me and him differ a lot, but as you know, as a whole, I've gotten 
I've just kind of grown uh, disinterested in the comic book movement. I do see signs of it slowing down. Sure, and it's probably about time. It's right. It's been over a decade now. It's we need a little break. (laughs) Right. What what phase is Marvel in? Are are they in? Are they in four now? Phase um, phase four. Yeah, Austin. He'll definitely be able to answer that one. <laughs> and, th- and that is the last one, right? Um, well, we are getting phase five because Disney bought all the Fox properties. Right. So now we're going to get a Fantastic Four movie. We're going to get a. We are going to get a um, X or some X Men movies. We're getting a New Mutants show on Disney Plus. But I think that the future of comic books isn't going to be in the theaters, in the movies. It's uh-huh. going to be this mini Disney Plus series, just like WandaVision did. Okay. Because yeah, I, I got Amazon Prime. I don't have any of the others. <laughs> yeah. If I, it's one of the things where it's like, hey, I get there's There's way, I agree. There's way too many streaming services. Yeah, but I have all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I have too many of them because of the fact that I have a wife and kids. So when they want something, they get that too. So we've got, you name it, we've probably got it. But that being said, oh, go ahead, Austin. Sorry, man. I have one. I have two streaming services. I have Netflix and I have Disney Plus. And Disney Plus has so far been... The streaming service that I have been like, not once up. Maybe I should cancel this because it doesn't feel like it's worth it. See, my issue is with streaming services, a lot of them pump out more series than movies. I don't mind series at all. I just got to find the right one. But I'm bigger on the movies. I don't know why. I've just always been that way. And it, it feels like there's more TV, there's more series, if you will, than there are movies. But it makes sense, too, because with series, it's more expendable in that sense. There's more that they can pump into it. There's more they can do with it. There's not a restriction, uh, especially on service uh, streaming services. There's just a ton more they can do with it. Creativity, yeah. Creativity. It makes sense with. It makes sense with you too, because you got a family. You don't have the time to sit down and watch two or three episodes at, at once. So you you sit down, and you watch a movie. It's done. You've gone through it. Right. I'll push back on that. I, with my work schedule have more time to sit down once a week and watch a th- watch 30 minutes of television than I ever will to sit down and watch an hour <laughs> and a half of television at one time. See, and that's, that's what I love. So, you know, weekends when I'm off, that's obviously where I spend that time. And it's, I love, I'm a big fan of long movies. It's a problem. Um, I love films. That, that is too, a problem. It's like two, three and a half hours long. <laughs> I love those. And they're, they're time consuming. But to me, those are the best ones because they just uh, kind of like TV series. They expand. They're not just uh, time restricted. But short films or movies that are not too long are also good, too. It just depends what you do with it because there are films that we've seen. Um, I'm a big Martin Scorsese fan, but The Irishman was way too long. It's a very, very long movie. It's almost four hours. That's a type Ooh. of film that we don't need that much time in there. But then yeah. again, I'll I'll tell you right now, I love The Godfather, and those are four-hour movies. But yeah, again, there's 
some things that don't need to be that long. It, it just depends on how well you can uh, grab your viewers' attention and keep it. Right. Well, so like I, ADHD, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, think of it like this, too. It, it's got to be... Uh, it's got to be something that not only grabs you, but it has something for everybody, too. It, it can't just be one thing. So this is where I get a lot of hate. I'm not big on the zombie film, zombie series, because it's all about one thing. Unless it's like The Walking Dead, that's a show that has everything. You've got drama, you've got horror, you've got romance, you've got everything. That's the perfect show. Granted, I don't like I, The Walking Dead. <laughs> I, I couldn't make it through the first 15 minutes of the first episode. I was like, I'm bored. I watched up to season three, and that was it. I have not seen anything further than that, just because I have a really hard time paying attention to zombie anything, unless it's like 28 <laughs> days later. That's a good movie. But yeah, stuff it has to have something for everyone, and that's where Disney Plus is actually really good. They have these shows that, like WandaVision, for example. I have seen a few episodes, and it has something for everybody. It's not just a comic book series. Right. So, you know, I can see why it draws people in. My biggest issue is I'm kind of anti-Disney. It just depends. I mean, obviously, everything we've ever watched great comes from Disney. Eventually. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, like when I was growing up as a kid, we had all the Disney movies on Disney Channel. So for me, those are amazing. But I'm not into these remakes of like Lion King, Aladdin... The, such those no, that's that's just don't yeah they drive me nuts I, I can't get into those austin i don't even know if you've seen them i'm assuming you have but those are where i draw the line i, I just can't do those the jungle book's the only good one jungle Book. i didn't oh my god i didn't even know they did a jungle <laughs> see that's the, how behind i jungle, am with it it's the jungle book one is really good so did they make it more like a Obviously, being live action, is it still like a PG film for family, or do they make it a little bit darker, a little more adultish? I think it's in the th PG thirteen section because it's a little bit darker, but it's also got like Bill Murray and Christopher Walken. And um, oh, I love Christopher Walken. Now I really yeah, have to see it. If you want to see Christopher, Christopher Walken sing. <laughs> Christopher Walken sings in this movie, and it's one of the most hilarious things I've ever heard in my entire life. How does that work? Who we do? I got up <laughs> like you. <laughs> oh my God! He goes, hey, boo boo! I've got a piggy and a blanket. Hey, a boo boo! Uh, I yeah, it's, it's different. <laughs> Christopher Walken is a good actor, but his voice i just can't see the singing part i'm gonna have to really look into this now um but with streaming services i like i said i have all of them unfortunately i haven't seen a lot of what they produce i just know a lot of it is series so for me if i had to pick one my less favorite is probably netflix um i just i don't like the stuff that netflix produces i don't, I don't like a lot of the shows they have it just depends I bought Netflix last week, last month, so I can watch Outer Banks season two. After I watch Outer Banks season two, I'm canceling it. <laughs> See, that's how HBO Max is for me. I only ever get it because of the movies that go to it. But when I watch them, that's it. I don't see a point in keeping it because a lot of what they have, minus the new movies that went to theaters, 
a lot of what they have is stuff you can find on Netflix and Hulu and such. Yeah, you're a big you're a big South Park guy, right though? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love South Park. South Park, so they're on I know HBO. That, right. They were on HBO. They were on Hulu at one point. I don't know. I don't know what the story is as to why they moved, but from what I'm told, yes, they're on HBO now. But you know, that's that's kind of why I've kept it too. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I um I got the login info from a family member. In return, I gave them mine for Netflix, so that's the only reason I have HBO Max right now. Okay. But yeah, it's that's just how it's been. Um, what about uh, how do you guys feel about this Paramount Plus thing they're doing, or whatever it's called? Here's the issue, <clears throat> Paramount. Say that again, Austin. You cut out, man. I can't hear you. Hey, you know, the thing about Paramount Plus is that um, it's kind of been really dumb because they're not going to be be bringing back a bunch of old old stuff. Is like it's like Disney Plus started early, a bunch of stuff right. like caught up in contracts. It could be a while till it's any good. Oh, okay. What do you think about Paramount, Cody? There are too many pluses in the world. Yes, that's that's the big thing. There's there's only one plus, and that's Disney Plus, really. If you think about it, they're the ones that started it, so it should be theirs. <laughs> this um, is true. Everybody else is minus. Well, the, have you, I'm sure you guys have heard of Discovery Go. That's another streaming service that's out now, and we have it. It's five bucks with ads, so it's really not expensive. Granted, five it adds up. bucks but, with ads? Yeah, five bucks with ads, so it's... Relatively cheap. I think it's like seven or eight without ads. But oh, oh, still weird. Yeah. Right. So it's for for something that pumps a lot of movies and shows and documentaries. It's kind of it's worth the five bucks, especially if you're like me. I do like documentaries. I love watching stuff about Ed and Lorraine Warren, the Ghost Adventures, and all that crap that's on there. <laughs> Ghost Adventures. Yeah, it, it has all of that. Or if you're looking at something such as um. My wife watches a show about these guys that sell fish tanks in Las Vegas, and I guess it's like a really popular show. Fish but, tanks? Yeah, okay. they, they develop different fish tanks for like celebrities and people that have a lot more money than they need, oh, you know, I guess I you could say. Oh, I think it brings a fake bill. Yeah. Super duper crazy. Yeah, they... That show is a... I'm doing work, let me put that show in the background... And be just amazed by the end of the episode, and not know any of the processes that they did to get there. It's like, Dang, that's <laughs> what right? Yeah, they they go and you know they go to rich people's houses. Uh, there's one episode where they go to Mike Tyson's and they make him a a tank for his octopus or something like that, and it's it's in the floor. It's really weird. I, I've like I said, I've seen a few because my wife and kids watch it, but right. for five bu- five bucks, it's not bad. I'm paying like fourteen for Netflix. What the hell is wrong with Mike Tyson and owning animals that nobody else does? See, if I had the money, I probably would too. Yeah, that's that's the kind of money you wish you want to get to. Just like, screw you, I've got a tiger money. Well, the tiger thing is weird, but it kind of makes sense too because if you look at who Mike Tyson is as a person, he's pretty much the he's the essence of a tiger, or at least Dude. he thinks in his own mind. Who would have thought that Mike Tyson wouldn't have one, not two, but three eyes of a tiger? 
<laughs> Jeez. Um, uh, but he's got an octopus. He's got a tiger. He owns like 40 pigeons. Jeez, why does he have 40 pigeons? What's the, the pigeons? Yeah, 40 pigeons. He owns like he owns like homing pigeons. You never saw this TV show like Mike Tyson taking care of like a hundred pigeons on the rooftop of some a motel in New York City. See, I didn't know that. I knew that Steven Seagal once owned a rhino, which made Why? sense to me because he's a he's a nut. So it had to it had to at some point popped in his head that he thought this was a good idea. As far as I know, it got out, and he never had one again. I can't believe you guys didn't hear about the time he he said, "Guys, come up here and see all my pigeons." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that where that meme comes from? Where he's holding them and he says, "Now, kid." <laughs> yeah, that's where it comes from. There's <laughs> like a hundred pigeons on a roof in cages, and he comes up and feeds them, and then it lets them out, and they fly all over New York. And at nighttime, they like fly back and go in their cages. See if I. Is, is... Is that how he earned his money? He just kept selling the homing pigeons as they came back. It's it's a big possibility. That, that would be pigeons. a good. That would be a really good hustle. Be like, yo, this is a racing pigeon. Um, did you, like set up a, a circuit of racing pigeon racing circuits across the whole country? Hey, we ain't <laughs> talking work. I, I'm off work right now. <laughs> and we race horses, not pigeons. No, 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 because this is what happens. They race the pigeons. You get it popular. Then you get homing pigeons, breed them to fly really fast. People buy them for racing. When they release them on race day, instead of racing, they fly back to you. You sell them again. That's triple, quadruple, five times the profit. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know about pigeons. I would own doves because it's my dream to be able to release a bunch of doves every time I walk somewhere where my presence is going to be shown to people. I've got some bad news for you, Tony. What? Doves are pigeons. They're just white pigeons. I'm a dumb ass, dude. I can't believe this. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. He'd be out singing when doves cry. That's not dove tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you guys ever seen what a, like a pelican up close? Speaking of birds. So yeah, the reason I... Well, see, here's the thing. I didn't realize how big they were until yeah. I did encounter one. They're tall. They're like the size of a full-grown man almost. My my grandfather used to quote uh, a, a limerick. What a wonderful bird is the pelican. Its beak can hold more than its pelican. It can hold food in its beak to last it a week, and I don't know how the helican. Ex- no, exactly. It's <laughs> That's spot on. It, it's a monster. I I ran into one when I was in, um, uh, it was right outside of, I think it was outside of Galveston Island, Texas. I can't fully remember it. It was a vacation. I was with somebody, and we were on a patio deck, a couple stories up, and the thing came, just came down, landed on the, the ledge, and we saw how tall it was. And basically, long story short, we were no longer allowed to hang out on this patio deck because he took over. Oh, it was no. his, yeah, it's his patio now, so he lands there, and we just left. Yeah. What was that? What was that pelican's name? That pelican's name was Sir. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, oh, it came down there with a purpose too. And the second we tried going back outside for our beers, it, it eyed us down. It was like, no, don't come out here. Don't even try. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, guys, that is all the time we have. Except we got to end it with one good question. <clears throat> it's a question I ask people all the time. Most of the time, they don't have an answer. 
Austin, I've asked you before, but I'm going to ask you again. Cody, I'm going to start with you, man. Um, Okay. In your opinion, what is the greatest film ever made? Uh, Taken. Taken, huh? Yeah. Liam Hemsworth or with Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> wrong wrong Say Liam. What? <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. What? <laughs> yes, Liam Neeson, man. He's a I don't care what anyone says, but I love Liam Neeson just because I don't have any he, money. He's or just I, like Keanu Reeves. You gotta you gotta love him. That that line. <laughs> Austin, what about you, man? Saving Private Ryan, it always has been, always will be the greatest movie ever made. I do love that movie. It, it probably is. If I had a top 200 movies you had to see before you die, it would be on there. Um, 200? What? <laughs> right, that's still not enough. It's like 172 <laughs> on the list. Okay. <laughs> um, I also... Right, you in the streets. We'll sell. We'll we'll baby. We'll baby oil up. Stand a bowl of pudding. We'll sell tickets. Sell tickets. <laughs> um, for oh, me, it's elbow right into people's pudding. Like, huh, 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 huh. Jello. Jello. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I actually have a hard time answering it because I'm very biased. But for me, it's always going to be. Um, God. For me, it's always going to be Forrest Gump. Um, that movie's just—it's a tearjerker. It's got everything for everybody. It's one of the greatest films ever. For me, yeah, it's one of the best movies ever made. Because name two. somebody that hasn't seen it. <laughs> People well, and, that haven't been born yet. That's true. That's true. And these a lot of kids haven't seen the movies we grew up with. But everyone you know, yeah. See, that's the thing. I'm still trying to teach my kids a little something. But this. Younger generation, man, they don't even know what a VCR is, so it's kind of hard to <laughs> rely on them to know anything. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what it is. Like, So, you know, with uh, younger kids, like especially my daughter, I'll catch her watching Teen Titans Go, and I ask her, what is that you're watching? And she says, I'm watching Teen Titans, and I tell her, no, you're not. That's not Teen Titans. Like, yeah, she looks at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, I can tell you right now, that's not Teen Titans. She's like, yes, it is. Yeah, and then I show her the original one. She's like, this is crappy. I can't believe you ever watched this. I would throw her across the room. Oh, I almost did. I've never wanted to hit a kid before in my life until that day. (laughs) Dang, whoa, slow down. I just just scooped her her right up, went back to the hospital, said, can I process a return? I still got the receipt. I do. I know. I know she's still under warranty. I got to return this. <laughs> oh, you use you use that line too. I brought you to this world. I can take you out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or uh, Tony, she'll start sending you videos like she sent Chanel. Like, when are you coming back to me? Uh, you've been gone forever. You've been gone for six minutes. <laughs> That's my kid, man. She did it today while I was at work. Ever since she learned how to use that iPad. I get more messages from her than I ever did my wife. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Um, actually, you know what? Let, let's close this with one more question because we got greatest film out of the way, but let's talk about each person answer this, but let's talk about the worst film ever made. This one to me is easy, but Austin, I'm gonna let you start this out. Um, I did watch, um, 
I did watch Sharknado and <laughs> I love Sharknado. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that might be my vote to be honest. So that that's where I'm going. <laughs> the, it was the first film I ever watched that made me throw up in my mouth. So Oh dude, Frankie Muniz. Like, come on. Velocipaster. It's Velocipaster. It's Velocipaster. Cody man, oh. what about you? Oh, Velocipaster was a gym. But I gotta <laughs> say human centipede. That is a terrible movie. I don't like that movie at all. Oh. I never understood the um, the interest in it. I never understood I, why people liked it. I didn't know a thing about it, and I was like, hey, I'm just going to pull it up. Uh, you know, it was a scary movie before bed. Yes, I'm one of those weird people who watch a scary movie and fall asleep. But, oh, uh, yeah, I, I got to the end of it, and I was like, I am physically feeling sick here. <laughs> 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 I wanted to be scared, not nauseous. For me, um, Austin, you already know it's coming, so get ready to start ranting and raving. But for me, it's Iron Man 2. Um, I just I hate that movie so much. It's worse than Avatar. It's worse than a lot of the movies I've seen. Iron Avatar. Like the best Iron Man movie. And I'm sorry. The first one's the best one, and the third one's the best sequel. No, the third one is abject garbage. It's one of the <laughs> absolutely bashed. Marvel's the MCU. Freaking Iron Man 3 is trash. And Iron Man 2 is like the fifth best Marvel movie ever made. And it's oh, made yuck. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> well, at least it's not the amazing Spider Man. That's it. Yeah. I'll admit that I don't like those very much. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that, that, was, that was fun. Um, Cody, sir, I really appreciate you being here, man. Thank you so much um, for inviting me. I've enjoyed oh, this. Absolutely, man. Uh, I know, I know it was a little random. I was hoping, I was hoping a little bit you knew what you're getting yourself into. Oh, this no, is just I'm us. used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, again, guys, uh, check out. Let's get back oh, to his uh, and write down Great Girth Podcast. Never go back there. They talked never. about. <laughs> against the wall um, women getting breast cancer it was bad thanks everyone for listening uh, check us out at the great girth podcast.com uh, Cody if you will please let them know again what the name of the page is so they can go and support this movement yes sir please bring uh, please join us at bring back legend of the seeker Absolutely. Like I said, more names, bigger the possibility. You guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun jazz. But again, you can most definitely find us at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Cody, sir, thank you for being aboard. Austin, sir, I will see you on Monday. Good. Good night, everybody. Good night.